Alright, tonight I want to deal with the topic that the truth will make you free. And I want us to have a look at something in uh, John uh, chapter 8, verse 31. And Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you'll be made free? And Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. Now what I want to deal with is this, is we are starting to really start growing in the Lord in our own lives, and we are starting to apply what we learn. I really do trust we do that. Okay, from last week, have we been practicing from last week? Laid hands on something that moved? Alright. At least practicing your gifts that God has given you. But I want to just go through this thing step by step. It says this, verse 31, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Now what does it mean to abide in God's word? It means to stay there. It means to make the word your highest authority. Now what that means is, is that we should be reading at least one chapter of the word a day, each of us. If you are not doing that, you are not really abiding in the Word. You are living off yesterday's manner, yesterday's revelation. And there are many times when people think that they are genuinely abiding in the Word and they're actually not. Because they'll look again and they'll, because especially once you start growing up in the Lord and you start knowing Scripture, many people think that they can rely on the scripture and the word knowledge that they have. Even the scripture that I gave now. You know the truth, the truth will make you free. Most people know that scripture. But let me tell you something. A lot of Christians are not abiding in the word. A lot of Christians are not going to the word daily and saying, God, show me something. Reveal something to me. Change something in my life and bring me to the place that you have for me. You see, what we need to do is this, is we need to understand that if I abide in the Word, only then does God say that you are my disciple. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ, if I am genuinely getting into the Word. I want to tell you right now, there are many Christians who say they are disciples, but they are not disciples according to that They don't even read the Bible. They say the average pastor only reads the Bible something like 20 minutes a week. That's the average. I want to tell you right now, when the Bible says that you need to abide in my word, it has a reason for it. Alright, and it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now what is this talking about? It is talking about a practical way of getting me to flow in more power. Alright, what is going to stop me from flowing in tremendous power if I'm really going to do things for God? It is the things in my life that is going to clog up that flow. 
What clogs up the genuine flow of God in my life? Very simple. Bondages that are resulted from sin. God is not interested in your sin or my sin. He really doesn't care about what you do right and wrong. Because the blood of Jesus has taken care of sin. The only issue that God has is the limitation that sin has put onto me. In other words, every time, let me make a practical example. It's, if I had some bricks here and I had a pile of bricks, every time I sin, I get a brick. After about a week or two, I'm sitting with a pile of bricks in my arms. After a while, I'm going to be weighed down by these bricks. And it's a bondage that comes in my life. And the more I allow this in my life, the more stronger the bondages become. I want to tell you right now, every single one of us sin. Except for some people. Alright, most of us sin. And some of us do a good job when we sin. We don't do it half-hearted, we do it thoroughly. And those things that we get up to, or those issues that we do, are subtly putting on a bondage. They're restricting us from flowing in the fullness of what God does. So God is not saying, listen, I'm condemning you because of your sin. He's saying, please get rid of it because I need to flow stronger through you. I need to let your flow not be clogged up. So, I need to get into the Word, practically. So when I get into the Word and I read a chapter, all of a sudden God will show me something to work on. How many of you have ever read the Bible and suddenly go, okay, here's something that I need to work on. I've learned something new. Or I've, you know, and don't just rely on the preaching. Okay, because the preaching is going to take you a very long time to get to where you have to be. Let me explain why. Let's say that God wants to deal with gossip in my life. How many times is the preacher actually going to preach about gossip? You might be lucky if you get it once a year. So I'm going to wait once a year to hear something about something that I need to deal with. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm using an example. So yet, if I'm reading a chapter a day, it's going to be a lot quicker before I hit that topic. The issue that I need to deal with has to be exposed to me or revealed to me. So the Bible says that I need to stay in the Word so that I can reveal the area that I need deliverance for. Are you guys with me? So let me explain. If I abide in the Word, I'm a disciple. As I'm abiding in the Word, the Bible says that I will know the truth. That's how I know the truth is by reading the Bible. So suddenly I read the Bible and something clicks. And God says, I want you to deal with this thing. And the Bible then says that the truth, you'll know the truth and the truth will? No, it doesn't say that. Read your Bible. It does not say set you free. What does your Bible say? Make you free. What does that mean? It is a process. Setting you free is an instant thing. Making you free is a process. The more I apply the word in that area, the more I'm going to be free of that bondage. 
So if you are struggling with something, you need to go to the Word and get the Scriptures that are going to be standing contrary to what you are going through. Okay? So if Satan is busy putting sickness on you, you're going to get the healing scriptures. If he's putting condemnation on you, you start getting the freedom scriptures. Say, listen, this is the word of God. I am going to continue in this thing until I have victory in this area. I am not going to allow the devil to get me out and take me out on this thing. Because as soon as I get victory in this thing, my flow is going to be stronger. And God wants us to operate with a pure power like Jesus Christ that literally nothing could stop him. But we are not stopped. The question has always been asked, why are we not seeing that power flowing like they did in the old days? Come on, have you heard that question? Do you know why? Because we tolerate a lot more sin than what the old days did. John Wesley, those guys, they would wait 10 days before you even allowed to get saved. They'd have an altar call and they say, you're not ready yet. Wait. Ten days. You know, you're not ready yet. You can't get saved. And when the guy's totally desperate, radical, will do anything for God, he goes, okay, come. Now you can get saved. Because you're born again. It's not just a verbal thing. It is a total conversion one shot. You're never going to look back again. You're never going to act the same again. And you're only going to do what God wants. Now I know that we have made sin a bunch of religious laws now. You know, it's become ridiculous with some of the stuff. You know, you go to a movie, you're going to hell. You know, I mean, it's like we just make a whole lot of man-made laws. That's not right either. But the other extreme is also not right. Do what you want and just love the Lord, you're going to heaven. That's not right either. So what God's saying is, I'm looking for a holy people. I'm looking for people who have applied the word and have pushed sin off their lives. Broken this thing and said, listen, I'm going to get victory in this area. I'm going to get victory because the Bible says that there is a reward for those who overcome. Now what does that mean? Every one of us are struggling with something. If you're not struggling for something, then you either not alive or you're a compulsive liar. <laughs> Come on. There's not a single person here who can honestly say to me that you're not struggling with something in your life. And we have got to get victory over that thing. And as we get into the Word, God's going to go, I want you to deal with this thing. And you know what? It might be six months that you're dealing with that thing. And you're going to keep on going in the Word, and keep on going in the Word, and keep on going in the Word, and saying, God, I'm going to break through this thing. I'm not going to let this thing take hold of me. When you get that thing sorted out, God's going to have another one waiting for you. And as you do that, you're going to see that the anointing is going to flow strong in your life. Things are going to improve in your life. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be any more attack in your life. Don't get under that idea or perception that there's never going to be an attack in your life. As long as you're alive, you're going to get a club. Why? Because we are human beings and the devil doesn't like you. Okay? But this is what he, in verse 33, he says this. And they, they were talking to him and, and then Jesus made this uh, statement. They asked him, how can you say you will make free? So you'll be made free. Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. In other words, whoever commits a sin, you are under that bondage. You are restricted by that thing. What is a slave? It's somebody who is restricted. You can't do what you want. 
You're driven by that thing. You're forced by that thing. How many of you have been in a sin, whatever the thing is, and you know that that's in a bondage in your life? Okay, some of us it might be just going to... I can't help myself. I have to tell somebody. <laughs> got to tell somebody. You heard that joke, eh? With the three ministers standing there, and they're all confessing their sin one to another. The first one says, Listen, brothers, I've got to confess that... You know, I've had adulterous affairs, but I want to confess it. I want it in the open. I want you to help me with this. The second one goes, listen, I've got to confess. I've been stealing out of the offering. I've got a problem with money and stuff. And the third one says, listen, I've got to tell everybody that I have a sin. I'm a gossiper and I can't wait to get out of here. (laughs) Now that's not going to help anybody. But I want you to know, that whatever it is that you are struggling with, it could be anger. Okay? It could be negative words. A lot of people just automatically go towards negative. You know, they're going to just speak everything slack. There's no, no light anyway. You know, the slightest thing that happens, they will tell you that it's never going to work. Or it's never going to happen. Or, you know, whatever it is. Whatever that thing is that is holding you, it is stopping the flow or restricting the flow. Okay, I don't believe it ever stops the flow. It restricts the power of God to flow in your life because you are enslaved by it. Bondages enslave us. So the best way, now it doesn't stop it, but what it does is it's like a pipe and there's a whole lot of hindrances along the pipe. So what should be coming out as a fire hydrant is coming out as a hose pipe. And God's saying, I want to change that. I want you to work out your own salvation. I want you to take responsibility for your own life. And say, God, I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be free of the bondage of sin in my life, whatever that thing is. And some of us have got a stack of them. Okay? And what I really appreciate is this, is that the Bible says that God will finish the work that He started in you. So He doesn't expect you to complete it all. It's not, you're never going to sort it out because you are going to mess it up. God will do it, but when God highlights it in the Word, you say, Holy Spirit, come and help me. I can't do this in my own strength. I'm struggling with this thing. I need to get the victory of this thing. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes and He is your helper. He's there to assist you to break this thing off your life. So I want to challenge us tonight. If we want a higher authority, a higher anointing to flow constantly in our lives, we have to start dealing with the issues that are holding us back. And the best way that I can describe it is this. Is, do you know those elastic bands? You know that you used to put around briarwood? Those black tire things, you know? Just imagine yourself, every time you sin, there's an elastic band tied around you into a stake. There's a time where you can run. And it looks like you're free. You know, this is why it says, sin is lacquer. It's going to go for a time. It's going to look great. You're going to run free. But then there's going to be a time when that thing's going to catapult you right back. And how many of you have felt that in your life, you've gone in a spiral? It's like, I go there, but it's almost like I get crashed right back to the same issue. Right there, and I go back to the same issue. Crash. Have you ever had that in your life? 
I'm telling you, I, I've done that so hectic sometimes that I feel like I'm a dishwasher. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. God, do I have to do this? I, I really believe that I had victory the last time I did this. <laughs> now I've got to do it again. I'm telling you now, that is what enslaved means. We are going to go around that issue again and again until we overcome that thing. And there's many times, I want to just challenge you on this. How many of you think that once you've overcome something, you're never going to have the same thing ever again? Now, a lot of us believe that. I've got that thing waxed, I'm never going to have that thing. <laughs> That's a lie. You might write that same test five, six, seven times in your life. Why? Because that was a weakness in your life and the devil will always be back on that same thing. And it does not mean that you did not have the victory the last time. It means that that is an area the devil is going to keep pushing your button on. And you have got to overcome that thing and overcome that thing and overcome that thing because you cannot be a slave to that sin. So my challenge is very simple tonight. It's two questions. Number one, are you abiding in the Word? Are you genuinely abiding in the Word and saying, God, show me the areas? And number two, are you attacking the slave of sin? In other words, that thing that is bugging you, that is hindering you, are you attacking that thing head on and getting in the Word? Because the Bible says that the Word is going to make you free. I'll know the truth. That truth is going to make me free. Sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's six months. But I refuse to let that thing rule my life. Now there's a lot of things that I've had to change in my own life. And I promise you I'm far from perfect. Because as soon as I finish with one, then God starts dealing with the next one. And then we start going on that road. So God is busy with a lot of areas in each one of our lives. We're all on this road. I don't think God ever stops that dealing with us. I don't think anybody's perfect on this earth. You know, there's only Enoch that was and wasn't. Okay, I don't hear too many oaks. Oh, well, he was such a saint, he just disappeared. Come on. We are on a journey, and as the end times come, the demonic forces are getting stronger. Why are they getting stronger? Because the church is not pushing them back anymore. The church is becoming less and less. The Bible says in the last times, because of the lawlessness, many hearts will grow cold. Many will turn away. What does that mean? It means you're losing your forces. What was a massive flow across the world, how many people used to be professed to be Christian in South Africa and look where they are today? We are losing it by the masses. Why? Because people are turning away towards the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, or they're turning away because of the lawlessness and they go, well, give up, this isn't working. So what does it do? It puts more pressure on us. Spiritually. Everybody has to now carry more load. So we've got to start standing up and fighting. So I want to tell you right now, we are going to have to fight for Port Elizabeth. We're going to have to fight for the atmosphere of your city. We're going to have to fight for your house. We're going to have to fight for your business. Okay? But I need more power to do this. In order to get more power, I've got to start dealing with these issues that are blocking me. So my challenge is this. Are you in the Word? And number two... Are you trying to club the devil at every time? Are you using the word to make yourself free? 
The Bible does not say that somebody's going to make you free. It says the truth's going to make you free. That truth of that thing. As long as I know God says that I don't need this in my life. Therefore, devil, you're going to let me go in Jesus' name. I'm going to stand on this thing and I'm going to fight on this thing in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you right now for each and every person here. Lord, that we are going to abide in your word. And Lord, that we are going to seek your face. And Lord, I thank you that by the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, you're going to reveal the truth to us. Lord, you're going to show us where our bondages are. Lord, that you're going to show us the areas where we have been enslaved by sin. But Lord, I thank you for the victory. I thank you, Lord, we are not going to stay there in Jesus' name. Lord, that we are going to move forward and we are going to do what you're telling us to do. And Father, right now I thank you that we are going to get rid of these blockages and these bondages in our lives we are going to break them and Lord I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that we are not going to be the same again in Jesus name Father I pray for a stronger flow of your spirit in our lives Father I thank you right now Lord for the power of God to flow in our lives like we've never seen and Father I pray right now that you're going to move by your spirit Lord that we are going to start seeing these bondages broken Lord that we are going to see the truth of God set us free and we thank you for this in the mighty name of Jesus everybody said Amen. Amen